Hello, friends, and welcome to the Talking Nog Summer Spectacular, where we are here to celebrate Christmas in July. Welcome to Talking Nog, a yearly tradition honoring a yearly tradition, a show about the past, present, and future of everyone's favorite eggy, creamy, boozy, spicy Yuletide treat. That's right. It's a show about eggnog. We're going to talk about the past, present, and future of eggnog. We're going to talk how to make it. We're going to talk how to drink it. We're going to talk about how to enjoy it in the summer. We're going to have some special guest cameos. And maybe, just maybe, we're going to have a little fun in the sun to celebrate the summer season. Now I know what you're thinking, Jeff. You're thinking it's July. What a perfect time to be drinking a boozy, spicy, creamy beverage. Well, let me tell you, you're exactly right. You see, eggnog, the joy of it is that it's a year-round beverage. It's really right for every season, every palate. If you love joy and happiness and, and, and delights, let me tell you, eggnog might just be for you. And if you're limiting to yourself to eggnog once a year, you are missing out on three good seasons of creamy warmth and spice. It just, you know, I just can't imagine that as a way to live. So let's go ahead and dive in. We've been taking some listener questions. We've got some summer-filled questions to get into. So let me go ahead and pop up the script that I absolutely have in front of me. And uh, we will get right in. Nor may trying to find the script. All right, that's script number one. I was a very intelligent uh, showrunner and put this into two scripts for some reason. Uh, there we go. All right. I should also add, as always, if you've got nog questions, if you've got summer eggnog questions, go ahead and throw those in the chat. We'll try to answer as many as we can while keeping ourselves into the sort of hour-long limit that we're setting ourselves so that I don't end up recording for three hours and blow out my voice because eventually I do have to go back to work. With that said, let's go ahead and answer our first question. Our first question comes to us from Richard Kreutz Landry who asks, now I heard on 15 Minutes of Fave, that is Tracy Barnett's podcast, uh, which you can hear me on talking about the holiday season. It is a lovely podcast. It is one of my favorites. And if Tracy Barnett is in the chat at the other Tracy, which I believe that they are, they can throw a link into the chat so that everybody can have a link to that. Now I heard on the 15 Minutes of Fave podcast that six months is the peak eggnog aging time, which means that now in July is just about time to get your batch made. But do you have a favorite recipe available somewhere online for the first-time Nog Brewer? Richard, thanks so much for writing in. Thanks so much for asking. I do have a few favorite recipes. Eggnog is a fundamentally simple drink, and I should also add, I don't actually make my own eggnog. My partner, Jen, my significant other, my better half, makes the eggnog for me. And frankly, I do what I'm best at. And I drink it up. That said, I do have a few recipes that I can recommend. A few recipes that I've got in my back pocket for anybody looking to get into the home nogging experience. The two recipes that really jump to mind are Alton Brown's year-aged eggnog recipe and George Washington's uh, recovered historical eggnog recipe. Now, uh, both of these are very good recipes. Uh, you can find both of those on Google. I will give you a minute so that you can go and Google those recipes and find them. 
Bunch of SOBs. Everybody that listens to this podcast is an SOB. All right, you done Googling? Have you found it? Wonderful. Either of those recipes will give you a classic, warm, soothing eggnog experience that, frankly, if those if it's your first eggnog or your hundredth, it's the perfect way to kick off the season. Now, Richard, thanks for writing in. You, my friend, are a certified nog head. Let's go ahead and throw to our next question. That comes to us from friend of the show, Sarah LaBeouf, certified nog head. Sarah writes, I love a good nog in December. But in the summer, I prefer a lighter and more refreshing drink. Is there a way to make a nog cocktail alcoholic or not that would be perfect for sipping by the pool? An interesting question. A challenging question. I see see where you're coming from, and I think I've got some interesting perspectives. Now, the thing about a summer cocktail. Now, I believe this one actually might be a question for me. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I... I figured because we were in the summer, we were going to be free. Oh, no. Everyone, I am sorry to have to announce that we now have to throw it over. To James Stormer. <laughs> it is I, James Stormist, your evil twin, your bitterest rival, and the host. Of mauling of it. You, me, and Daiquiri, the world's leading Daiquiri enthusiast podcast. Wait, James, did you start a new podcast? Yeah, I'm kind of trying a new summer thing. I'm, I'm trying it out. I haven't committed to it yet, but I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm getting in the swing of it. Anyway, I have huh. come to here yeah. today. I am taking a moment away from a lovely spa weekend, a spa getaway, to remind you that if you're looking for you something fun day? and fruity and fresh, there is far better out there than glorified French toast batter. Like a daiquiri. Daiquiris, uh, the rum and the lime, they're so light and fresh and crisp and refreshing. They, nothing says summer like a daiquiri. Certainly nothing that you and your little eggnog obsession Mm. could possibly cook up. Ta-ta. Now, I believe this one actually might be a question for me. James, James, James. What else can you say? Other... Then you absolute rube! You have played exactly into my trap, James Stormer. You have activated my trap card. And this was my plan all along. I knew about you, me, and Daiquiri. I knew all about your Daiquiri podcast. And I knew you were going to show up the second you had an opportunity to talk about Daiquiris. Which is why I saw this question and I came prepared. Because you see, James, my answer to Sarah's question is not just eggnog. That would be elementary. My answer to Sarah's question is an eggnog daiquiri. That's right. You see, I I spent a lot of time thinking about this, James. I spent a lot of time wondering what the ideal summer version of an eggnog cocktail would be. You thought that I would just go with eggnog, but you have missed. You have underestimated your twin brother as you always do. You see... Here is the answer, James. Here is the answer that you were too short-sighted to see. 
And that is that an, actually an ideal variation on eggnog for the summer season is that of a, a little bit of a variation on the on the Puerto Rican coquito, which is sort of a twist on a, on an eggnog drink that uh, actually substitutes sort of traditional half and half that you would find in sort of the European, the kind of British eggnog that we're all familiar with, with a coconut cream and a coconut milk uh, that gives it that really rich coconut flavor. It's very coconut forward. And I've been thinking a lot about this, and what I've kind of landed on is a coquito where you cut out some of the coconut milk and replace that with you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna scoff but lime juice with a little extra lime zest added that's gonna be a wonderful summer cocktail you're gonna cut a little bit of that thickness from the coconut milk you're gonna replace it with like a soft light juicy lime juice Lime and coconut are two flavors that go together like they they go hand in hand those are classic complementary flavors and, like, if you're thinking, oh, I don't really want to mix lime and cream, think about, like, think about sitting on the beach. Think about, like, enjoying a summer cocktail. Think about key lime pie. Like, what you're making is really fundamentally kind of a variation on a pina colada. It's kind of a variation on a coquito or a daiquiri, but it's going to have a lot of that key lime pie flavor. It's going to have that really nice mix of coconut and cream, and really, like, it's just going to be a lovely, lovely cocktail. James, that, my friend, is checkmate. Good day to you, James. I will talk to you in December. Please send my love to the family. You, you know that I'm excited to see them now that we're traveling again. Uh, Laura in the chat has also posted a recipe for eggnog aritas, which I am very excited to see. Oh, eggnog aritas. I'm, uh, I do love a good eggnog arita. I love a good eggnog arita. I also just love a good... It is... Uh, oh, it is delightful. Uh, there's a lot of good variations on summer eggnog. Eggnog aritas, classic, because honestly, I've seen a lot of talk about eggnog and tequila in the last year, and the salty-sweet combo, just, like, at first I scoffed at it, but that, that, it just, my brain popped, and I was like, oh, of course. Salty-sweet's one of the most classic flavor combinations that you can have. Frankly, eggnog, eggnog arita, eggnog and tequila, can't beat it. Those are some certified noghead recipes for your summer sipping pleasure. Sarah, as always, thank you for writing in. You, my friend, are a certified noghead. And as always, James, I hope you rot in the lowest pits of hell. Let's go ahead and jump into our next question. Liz Piston asks, since it's Christmas in July, it seems appropriate to garnish my nog with some kind of fruit. Is this acceptable? And if so, what kind of fruits would you recommend pairing with eggnog? Well, obviously we talked about lime. Lime feels like an ideal complement, especially if you're going to go with a coquito. If you're kind of sticking to the straightforward nog combination, I had a little bit of trouble thinking about this because a lot of, obviously a lot of the complements to nog are very season, are very winter season. I'm thinking like a blood orange would be a little bit of orange zest would be a lovely touch, but you're not really going to find a lot of good orange in the, in the summer, uh, which I talked to our research partner. I talked to producer of the show, Jen Frank, who mentioned that peaches would probably be a lovely summer compliment, which makes a lot of sense. They've got kind of a rich, fruity flavor. The only problem with that, and this is a, something that I'll leave you with, is that I think peaches are gross. And if you like peaches, I think that you are gross. Not that I don't love you. I just think that you are gross and should be shunned. Uh, that's not true. I think they're... F I just don't like peaches. I don't want anybody to feel unwelcome at Talking Nog. I just... 
I really want you to know that I have nothing but hatred for the peach as a fruit. For all variations of the peach, every peach drink I've ever had, every peach that I've ever eaten, the novel James and the Giant Peach, the movie adaptation of the novel James and the Giant Peach, I hate all of them, they can all rot in hell. But hey, if you like peaches, that is more peaches for you because I am not going to be partaking. And if you like the, the novel James and the Giant Peach, well, reading is a purely good thing. And if you like the cinematic adaptation of James and the Giant Peach, I might recommend you check out any of the films of acclaimed filmmaker Henry Selleck, such as Coraline or The Nightmare Before Christmas. Really an amazing collection of stop-motion pictures, but I'm getting away from the topic. Let's go ahead and take our next question. Uh, let's take our next question. Bill Heydrich asks, what if Nog could talk? You know, I think if Nog could talk, I really think that it would just say, Happy Holidays. Hope you and hope this hope this drink brings you a little joy, and frankly, I think it would say drink me. So don't mind if I do. Ah, it's good. It's good nog. That's lovely. That's lovely. Let's go on to our next question. We're going back to another question by our friend Richard Quartz Landry, who asks, What does the N, O, and G stand for in Nog? My friend told me it's one of those acrostic thingies, and nothing came to mind, so I'm kind of at a loss, but I don't want to look foolish in front of my friend, and figured if anybody knew, it would be you. Well, I've actually got great news for you, Richard. Your friend was not lying to you. Your friend was entirely correct. But the thing is, they've only told you half of the story. You see... Nog is an acrostic, but the truth is that all of eggnog is an acrostic. Nog, eggnog, stands for all of the ingredients in eggnog. E, of course, is for eggs. G is for Gream. The other G is for Ginnaman. The N, of course, is nutmeg. The O is alcohol. And the other G is for good old-fashioned googer. I hope this answers your question, Richard. I hope this gives you a little bit more insight into that magical, wacky thing that we call eggnog. That classic combination of eggs, cream, ginnaman, nutmeg, alcohol, and googer. Nothing quite like it. Richard, as I've said before, you are a certified nog head. Now let's throw it over to a question from Anonymous. Anonymous asks, my friend made homemade nog for Christmas last year, and it is still in the back of my fridge, unopened. Can I still drink it? A controversial question. A controversial question that I understand the roots in, because frankly, I'll say it, I love eggnog. I drink eggnog year-round, but there are just some days that I'm just not in the mood to drink the eggnog. I know. I know. You're, you're thinking, Jeff, what are you saying? You are the eggnog guy. But, you know, it's important that we break these parasocial... Uh, myths that we create about ourselves and it's important that we show who we really are and not just sort of the the us that we present to the world and so this is a picture there are some days where i don't drink eggnog i know i know i know i love it though i'm not saying i don't love it in fact i'm gonna take a little sip right now just to celebrate mm. that is good nog i take it back i could drink eggnog any day second it hits my lips i'm like all of that other stuff was posturing the real truth is that I love eggnog. 
But to answer your question, your friend made eggnog for Christmas last year. It is unopened in the back of your fridge. I've got some answers for you. I've got some thoughts that I think are worth sharing. You see, Jen and I, Jen Frank, producer of the show, and I embarked on a journey between 2019 and 2020. We embarked on a journey of eggnog. We embarked on a scientific research expedition to determine once and for all what the ideal aging time for your eggnog is. And I have good news for you, Anonymous, depending on when you submitted that question, because I didn't actually look. You might be in the perfect spot. You might be in the sweet spot. Provided your friend gave it to you fresh and like it's not already aged, you might actually be months past that sweet spot. It is hard to say. The truth is, we did some testing. Here's what we found. We found that fresh eggnog was fine. It was creamy. It was boozy. It's what you expect. You've all had day one eggnog. If you're here in the chat, assuming that you've had eggnog, which not everyone in the chat has. And for those of you that haven't, I am here to give you that experience so that you can live vicariously through me. Day one eggnog is great. It's delicious. It's wonderful. But the real secret is that for a good long while... It just straight gets better and better and better. Three-month eggnog, a lot of that alcohol starts to fade away and pull back. And the, the cream kind of like, they all kind of mingle together and it starts to get light and fluffy. And the spice that you put in it is still really present. It's like drinking a cloud. Three-month eggnog is like drinking a cloud. Honestly, like three-month eggnog is, it's not my, it's not my favorite on the list. We'll get to that in just a moment. But of all of the, the, the points that we've tried the eggnog, that is the one that I am most likely to be drinking. That is the one that, that Jen and I, like, when we make the eggnog, when we make that good stuff, we're aiming for that good three-month window. That good two- to three-month window is where we're looking to get, to get after that nog experience. That said, it's not the sweet spot. The, the only thing is that the sweet spot's a little tough because, honestly, a lot of that eggnog is gone by the time that I get to it. The real sweet spot, the best eggnog that we have had, was right at the six-month mark. Which is why I say, Anonymous, you might be in the exact sweet spot, depending on when your, 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 your gift giver gave you that eggnog and when they made it. You might be in the sweet spot right now. Six-month eggnog is maybe the best thing that I've ever had. You're, you're questioning it, and I understand that. Maybe the best thing I've ever had. It, like, it perfect unity is the only way the, the vision of a better future is the only way that I can describe drinking six month aged eggnog it like fully was just so light and like you're just it is it, all of the 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 heavy creamy custardy flavors that you're familiar with in eggnog have washed away they have all disappeared and what you are left with is the, the alcohol and the spice and that that softness and that light airiness as everything has just like been sitting and cultivating for a few like good solid half a year <sighs> i wish i had some six month aged eggnog right now like i can't put into words how special it is now here's the shocking thing I know that our friend Alton Brown likes to say you should age your eggnog for a year. Now, here's where we get controversial on talking nog. I think Alton Brown is wrong. You see, we had nine-month-aged eggnog, and it was good. But, like, 
taste-wise, it wasn't so different than the six-month aged eggnog, but it did start to, like, you start to lose a little bit of that spice-forward flavor. Like, the spice, the thing that starts to happen, the thing, at least with the eggnog that we tasted that started to happen, was that eggnog started to crystallize. Or not, not the eggnog started to crystallize. That sounds horrific. But the actual spice, like, kind of started to crystallize and wash away and, like, sink to the bottom and, like... It, it, by the time we got to the year mark, the, the 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 spice, the cinnamon and the nutmeg, kind of created like a gritty texture that was like not super pleasant. It was not the most enjoyable experience. I frankly feel like six months was the magic, and everything after that was a certain degree of diminishing returns. I know that's gonna make a lot of people in the in the in the in the community in the industry. I'm not making many friends here, but I made a pledge. I made a pledge to talk to you, to talk straight to the talking nog audience. I made a pledge to be committed to truth and honesty and journalism. And that is what I am doing here today. Even if it pisses off some of the eggnog elite, we are not here to make friends among the industry. We are not a podcast that can be bought or sold by Big Eggnog. Big Nog might have deep pockets, but they are not here for us. And that is important. That is why we make this podcast. So I am here to tell you. If you hear someone saying, well, a year is the magic number, that person has been bought and sold. That person is in the pockets of Big Nog. We are here to speak to the people. We are here to speak truth to you. And that is six months. <sighs> Thank you so much for writing in. Thank you so much for writing in. Glad that we all talked about this. I'm glad that we kind of got to share this. Now, this is a bit of a mistake on my part, and I'm going to own it. But I realize we've been talking about eggnog and the thing that's been missing. It just feels like we're missing a little bit of that magic and that's on me. Because I didn't ask you to close your eyes. I didn't, I didn't really kick us off right. That's on me. So now, a little ways into our podcast, I'd like to ask you, the Nog Nation, to sit back. To sit back. Close your eyes. And I want you to picture you're sitting. I want you to picture you're on the beach. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to picture that warm summer air. I want you to picture those crashing waves. I want you to feel it. I want you to feel that summer, feel that summer air. I want you to really get into the summer eggnog spirit. We're there. We're here together. We're here in the summer. And I want you to know now we're ready to kick things off in proper. We've got a question from the chat. Plus two comedy asks if I am working on my summer blog, can I get eggnog without gugger? Perhaps with Gatevia or Goeet and Low. Um, honestly, here's the thing. I don't know that I would substitute Gilger for Gatevia or for Gwietenlow. What I would probably do, and this, it might not super work, is, like, I'd probably go with, like, a little bit of a lighter green 
Or, like, that's probably what I would go with if I were to try and, like, mix some of this out is, like, a lighter green. I feel like... Because, like, the, the Googer's going to play a really key role in, like, in sweetening the whole thing. And I'm not sure... I, I, I'm sure that Gatevia and Guitenlo are probably fine. But I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about, like, that kind of artificial Guitenlo flavor getting into the eggnog. So I'd probably stick with a lighter green if you want to kind of lighten that a little bit. But also, this is kind of me riffing off the cuff, so I don't 100% know if that is, like, the honest case. It might be, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm thinking that's the case, but I, I'm, I'm, I will, I hear, I, I, I will commit to doing some added research and making sure that I get the right answer for you. Can you switch to just gal milk? Yeah, probably, like, I want to say yes. I want to say you could probably swap the, swap the, you could probably swap the, uh, the Alf and Alf. That's O-A-L-F. Uh, you could probably swap the Alf and Alf for some, for some, for some gal milk and it would probably be fine. But, uh, it's a little bit hard to say. These are good questions though. This is the kind of discourse that we're after here at the Talking Dog Christmas in July Summer Spectacular. I really appreciate everybody coming by. I appreciate everybody kind of checking in. Um, let's kind of, let's keep going here. We've got, next up, a question from our friend and yours, certified noghead, Ophidian the Cobra, asks, if Eggnog was a summer blockbuster movie, what movie would it be? Now, I don't want to be a one-trick pony. The answer is almost certainly Fast and the Furious, because of family. But I think we can also dig a little deeper. Because the thing is, is that eggnog is, it's a year-round beverage. It's a beverage that delights everyone, right? Obviously, like, it's about, it's about family, whether found or by blood. It's about joy. It's about love. It's about lightness. It's a, it's, it's an, it's a drink that everybody, like, when you have it at their best, everybody could just sit back and enjoy and smile and go, that's classic eggnog. That's just a delightful eggnog. So I think talking it through, I know the answer. And that is that eggnog is the Tom Hanks of drinks. So my answer to you is that whatever the most recent Tom Hanks classic would be, whatever your favorite Tom Hanks film, we all have one. Maybe it's The Terminal. Maybe it's uh, one of his other films that's not The Terminal. I don't know. I'm not really familiar with the works of Mr. Hanks outside of The Terminal. But uh, I'm sure that you've probably got a favorite Tom Hanks film. Just think about that. That's your that's that's the eggnog. That's that's the eggnog for you. Great question, Ophidian. Thank you so much for writing in. You, my friend, are a certified noghead. Let's go over to our next question. Let me flip through our answers. Here we go. Here's an excellent question from our friends at Tinker Taylor Productions. Taylor asks Eggnog as a coffee creamer is classic, but what styles of tea do you think pair past with a rum-based eggnog? Wait, I'm being asked to please explain in the chat. Please explain what? Eggnog? Alright, let's talk about eggnog. Eggnog is uh, a beverage made of... Hold on, let me pull up the image again, just so we have it. Um, let me pull it up again, just so that we have it. Uh, let me see here. Let me grab this. 
Uh, if I'm being asked to explain what eggnog is, I can kind of just we can go back to the image, maybe rewind. Eggnog is a drink made with eggs, cream, cinnamon, nutmeg, alcohol, and gugger. Uh, it is a it is a thing that we mix together. You let it sit for a little bit, anywhere between three to six months, um, and it creates a classic holiday beverage. I'm not really sure what else needs to be explained here. Anyway, let's move on to our next question. Uh, our next question, Tinker Tailor Productions asks, Eggnog is a coffee cleaner is classic, but what style... That is a tongue twister. But what styles of tea do you think pair best with a rum-based eggnog? Uh, I've actually put a lot of thought into this, and my answer is a little bit, little bit sideways. But the truth of the matter is, we're going to go with your question as is with a rum-based eggnog to start off with, and then we're going to segue over to a whiskey or a bourbon-based. Uh, an egg, a, a rum-based eggnog is going to pair really well as a creamy complement to a glass of chai. Chai is rich and herby, which is going to pair well with the eggnog flavors and with the rum, and traditionally chai calls for a milk to begin with. So you can swap that out. It's going to make it a little thicker. It's going to make it a little creamier. It's going to make it a little heavier. Uh, but you're going to get that really big punch of spice that you want from a great glass of chai. You're going to get that rich creaminess and that rich heaviness. Uh, it is, that sounds heavenly to me. Even as somebody that like, I don't do a lot of tea. Like I've been thinking about that and I've landed on that chai eggnog. It sounds wonderful. And like, this is me dropping the bit for a minute and just saying like, honestly, I think we kind of nailed that question because chai eggnog sounds great. Uh, Taylor. Thank you so much for checking in. Uh, oh, but also, we got another answer to your question. Mm. This question comes to us from Jen Frank, producer of the show. Uh, when asked about this, she also posited a very important uh, addition to the question, which was, uh, if we're talking about rum, chai is probably the right answer, but if we're talking about uh, a, a whiskey or uh, a bourbon-based eggnog, Earl Grey would be a lovely compliment to that. As many of us know, Earl Grey is often used as a mixer with bourbon and whiskey in its own right. You could make that into a lovely, lovely, uh, spike a little eggnog into that, make a kind of a creamy Earl Grey, very kind of breakfast beverage-y experience. Again, not a tea person, but both of those sound like options that are going to really bring forth the best of both the tea and the eggnog. Taylor, thanks so much for writing in. Let's dig into our next question. We've got a question here from Anonymous. Uh, I am excited that you are doing a summer nog special, but I am a bit concerned about ex uh, consuming eggnog in the summer heat. Now, I am not some big city globology professor, but if television has taught me two things, it's that in the southern hemisphere, toilets flush in the wrong direction, and that it's summertime during the holidays that we celebrate in the winter. Now, that is a great point. Uh, but I do have an answer to this, and it comes to us from our friend, uh, friend of the show, certified noghead Blake Ryan, a listener in Australia, who uh, over the years has sent us no less than a dozen photos of drinking and loving eggnog and dozens of tweets about how much Blake loves eggnog. Blake has really shown that eggnog is not only confined to, uh, it's not only a year-round tradition, but it's also a global tradition. You know, we're, we're, we're reaching the nog nations in the furthest reaches of the globe, and honestly... That just confirms to me that this, the message of this podcast, the message about eggnog is reaching the people that it needs to reach, that we're, we're bringing the world together. I want you to, here's what I want to do. I want to show us exactly how powerful we are. I want you to go onto Twitter and I want you to just tweet the hashtag bringing the world together with nog. 
and I think we're going to see some beautiful things. I think we're going to see some beautiful reach around the globe today when we bring the world together with Nog. I think that's going to bring something really powerful and meaningful for us all together today. <sighs> Anonymous, thank you so much. That said, we have another question from Anonymous, who would uh, like to apologize for their previous question. I assume not the question about Australia. Uh, I came at you hard, and that's not fair. Oh, yes, I know what this is about. This is about the question that Anonymous left us last year, where they called us out for leaving cinnamon sticks in our eggnog like some kind of jerk. They said they come out, uh, they, I came at you hard, and that's not fair. Why not treat yourself to something a little nice? Self-love and self-care are kind of a big deal. But until you have hit a but you have hit a wall, my friend. Okay, we, we just you just apologize, and now you're gonna be a jerk. That's fine. Garnishing your nog with spices can only take you so far. If you want to treat yourself, get a chalice. It's fancy and fuck, and surefire power move for any occasion. Well, you know I've tried nog in a lot of different glasses, and the truth of the matter is, eggnog can't go wrong. You know, I I've had it in fancy chalices. I've had it in wine glasses. I've got it here in sort of a, a craft beer glass because I have a lot of craft beer glasses as a craft beer enthusiast. And that said, even this glass I don't feel like is the ideal way to enjoy a glass of knock. I think it's great for the podcast because you can see it, you can see me drinking it, you can see me, you know, getting to the bottom of the glass as we run down our questions. But the truth of the matter is, <laughs> nothing beats just a classic... Classic coffee mug of that cool frothy goodness, you know? Just a... Just a... Just a it, it has that holiday morning energy to it, and frankly, I feel like it, it captures the comfort and the love and the joy of eggnog perfectly. I'm going to keep drinking out of this, this craft beer glass, but I feel like, you know, just a... Just a you got the handle and the mug, and you got maybe your favorite... Maybe your favorite Garfield comic, you know, the one where he's like, where is my pipe? Garfield! And then Garfield is drinking, the, is smoking from the pipe, and he's got a little puff of smoke. <laughs> Garfield. Oh, where, oh, there's, oh, there's too many. There's just, sorry, I just gotta think about Garfield for a few minutes. <laughs> he hates Mondays. Oh, I got distracted thinking about Garfield. But let me tell you something. Hey, Anonymous. Eat shit. Got him. Got him. Got him. Let's go to our next question. Uh, we've got a question here from Richard Kreutz Landry. What media recommendations do you have for pairing with Nog? Well, you know, there's no better compliment to eggnog, reindeer on the roof, jingle bells, the sound of boots crunching in the snow, church bells ringing out, a little bit of twinkle as the wind blows through a pine tree decorated with mirrored baubles, the laughter of a family coming together. Like I said, whether a found family or a blood family, the laughter of a group of people that truly love each other without hesitation or without qualification or just the sound of love and laughter and the sounds of gifts being opened the sound of a jolly old man walking on the roof the pitter-patter of reindeer's hooves any of those things are going to be the perfect compliment to eggnog 
course, you can't get any of that shit in July, so I don't know. Put on some fucking music or something, you know? Figure something out. I don't know. Jingle bells? Maybe? That one's fun. Put on jingle bells. Do jingle bells. Richard, great question. Let's go over and mark the question. Oh, uh, we've got another question here from Tinker Taylor Productions. Taylor asks, The year is 20X5, and you have been given creative control over a comic publisher, the newest eggnog-themed superhero. They've commissioned a December holiday special and a July annual for the following year. Who is this new hero? Who or what is their signature villain? Do they have a love interest? What can we expect from these two 48-page limited-run collectible pieces of comic book history? Great question. Uh, there is, so I thought about this for a very long time. I thought, oh, it'll be fun to kind of make an eggnog-themed superhero. It'll be really fun to do a whole thing, you know, like make their background and their story. And the truth of the matter is, I don't have to do shit because Grant Morrison did it all for me. This is a completely genuine, not at all bit-related recommendation that you all go read Klaus by Grant Morrison today. Does not have to be Christmas time. You read it today. It is legitimately one of my favorite comics. I read it last year for the first time, and it was legitimately one of the greatest things that I've ever read. Klaus is Grant Morrison writing a young, sexy Superman. That Superman story with with Santa Claus. Uh, it is it is the adventures of young Santa Claus as uh, as a monster hunting pandimensional superhero figure. It, if that does not sound like the single most Jeff Stormer project that has ever been created, I don't know what to tell you. I literally could not come up with a greater pitch for like an eggnog themed superhero than Grant Morrison's Klaus. I, I sat here and thought about it and I could not come up with something. Uh, go read Klaus because it was, it was amazing. Um, there's also like a bunch of yearly annuals, uh, where they create a special issue every year. Um, Grant Morrison is one of my favorite writers of all time. They've created no, a, a number of my favorite books ever. Uh, and Klaus was just so specifically laser targeted at me that I don't know why it took me like four or five years to read it. Um, so to answer your question, I would just, if Grant Morrison is still alive, and I have to assume they would be because I'm pretty sure that they will continue to live and create cosmic sigils that will keep the snake god that lives in Alan Moore's basement at bay in their endless wizard battle, I'm pretty sure that they are going to live forever. I'm just going to hire, I'm just going to give Grant Morrison that job and have them write Klaus. And if not, I'm just going to pick up the reins and write my own Klaus story. I feel like there's a lot of room of Klaus, uh, of Klaus, uh, it's just real good. Great question, Taylor. Thank you so much for letting me gush about this thing that I love. Um, we've got a couple more questions. Uh, again, if we've got any questions in the chat, please hit me up. Give me a few more questions to go off of. We can make this a short episode. It doesn't have to be a. It doesn't have to be a long episode, but uh, I would love to have it. Um, I would love to have it, but uh, it's just in case it. Just you know, if we go short, we go short. It's summer. Um, I do have two more questions on my list. Uh, Richard Quartzlandry asks, what's your favorite snack to accompany eggnog? There's a lot of great eggnog snacks. There's panettone. There is sugar cookies, chocolate uh, petit fours. The only problem is that these are all really winter snacks, You got, which, which has presented me with a unique problem. What is the ideal summer snack for eggnog? Thought a lot about this. The flavors that go really well with eggnog are rich. Flavors that go really well with eggnog are salty. Here's my pitch. 
you want to get that that good saltiness, a little bit of that rich chocolatey energy. A snack that you can enjoy in the summer, on the beach, walking the boardwalk. Here is my pitch, legitimately and truly. You are not going to find a better summer snack for eggnog, a better summer pairing for eggnog, than chocolate-covered pretzels. I know. You're thinking chocolate-covered pretzels. That's nonsense. That's bizarre. Just hear me out. The salt on the pretzel. Perfect pairing for that eggnog. It's going to create a little bit of that salty bite. It's what we want in the tequila-based eggnog drink. The chocolate. It's going to create a little bit of that. It's going to create a little bit of that richness. A little bit of that, 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 that depth of flavor that you're going to want to go after. Chocolate-covered pretzels. That is my pick. That is my pick. I've also got some great recommendations from the chat. We've got coconut. We've got churros. Uh, there are some amazing, actually coconut would be magical. Then you've got kind of that coquito experience. Churros is really good with that cinnamon flavor. You can also dip it into, you could also dip it into the chocolate. Ah, a churro dipped in chocolate ser served with a side of eggnog. Whew, that sounds lovely. That sounds amazing. That's a, that is a gift for me. Thank you so much, Eleanor Ann from the chat. Thank you for positing churros because I did not even think about it. What a good summer snack for eggnog. We've got funnel cake. Liz Liz mentions funnel cake. Liz also mentioned coconut. What a good, what a good, what a good, uh, what a good experience. That's supposed to sound great. I'm all about this. Uh, Kate Nix, a uh, friend of the show, Kate Nix, asks, uh, what is the best movie to do an eggnog drinking game to? I think the best thing to do an eggnog drinking game to... This is a tough one. I got to think this through. I would want it to be. I'm going to say Christmas Vacation because there's eggnog in the film and the game is like it would be and you got to match Clark Griswold's eggnog drinking or to go with the more obvious answer to honor Dom Toretto in the spirit of generic winter holiday twitch.tv slash Kate Nix. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw out of the pitch, uh, I mentioned Fast and the Furious earlier, but I do think a Fast and the Furious eggnog drinking game, because eggnog is the ultimate family drink, found family, biological family, blood family, whatever your preference is, eggnog is the ultimate family drink. Whenever Dom Toretto says family, you got to take a drink of eggnog. See, that's a good drinking game because it is going to get you good and going. It is going to knock you out on your ass by the end of the night. That's what you want in a good eggnog. We've got some other very good questions from Kate Nix. Let's dive in. Have you ever done eggnog and pancake batter as a milk replacement? We have talked a good deal on this podcast about um, using it as French toast batter. I think like the, the richness of it, it's kind of already a custard base. It's going to be a perfect thing. I have not used it in pancakes, but I do feel like there's enough common ingredients in pancake batter and in eggnog that you would get a really amazing pancake. It's probably going to be nice and fluffy because you're using the yolks and you're going to get a little bit of that bourbon flavor. My only concern, I guess you could spike it. You would, you would use the other pancake ingredients. Hey, Kate, you just became a certified nog head. Cheers. Eleanor Ann posits a bread pudding. We actually had friend of the show, Taylor LaBresh, create a bread pudding with eggnog last year on the show last December. He mentioned it was delightful, said it was a great uh, addition to the holiday food and drink canon. It, honestly, it sounds delicious. I'd give it a shot. Our follow, we've got another question from Kate. If eggnog was a classic fantasy monster, what would it be? 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna take monster. I'm gonna use monster and say that monster is a, is a thing that is included in the monster manual of a popular role playing game that did not give me enough money to say its name on the podcast. Um, so we're talking about we're talking about creatures that would appear in the monster manual of said said uh, untitled role playing game. You want you want me to say the name of your product? You can give me some goddamn money. Um, we're talking here monsters. We're talking about creatures. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a unicorn. Because a unicorn is a wish-granting creature. It is lovely. It is, it is frightening. And it will fight you. Much in the same way that if you disrespect eggnog, if you are cruel to eggnog, eggnog will punish you. We've all been on the receiving end of some eggnog punishment. But much like, egg, but much like a unicorn, if you treat eggnog with love, you treat it with respect, you treat it with kindness... It's going to make your wishes come true. There you go. There's an answer to your question. We've got a question from Richard Kreutz Landry. We've got a cre- we've got a question from Richard Kreutz Landry. If you could design your very own professional wrestling tie-in cross-promotion event advertising an eggnog that you were selling, what would the eggnog brand be called and what would the promotion look like? Now, to answer this question, we've actually... I'm noticing that we have a video submission to answer this question. Let me throw it over to our expert. Well, now hold the phone, Jeff Stormer, because this here's James Stormiston. It sounds like I got a few messages that I gotta lay down to the Talking Nog universe. First of all, there are a couple of y'all in the chat right now asking questions about my jacket. Well, listen, if you've got any questions about where James Stormus does his shopping, you step yet, into the ring with me, surprising. I'll show you where I get my clothes, I'll show you who runs the yard, and I'll show you how to break a few eggs for some eggnog if you catch my drift. Secondly, I got a message to anybody who forgot that there is an official eggnog-themed professional wrestler named James Stormus. You just showed your hand. You just showed that you didn't pay attention to the last episode, and that means that you're due for a couple office hours with Professor Stormus, and I gotta warn you, we go to the school of hard knocks. Third, and most importantly, if you are not spending your holidays with James Stormus' down-home eggnog, let me tell you, you can you're tell already it's great, done messed there's no up. It's light, it's creamy, it's sweet and delicious, and it'll knock you on your ass faster than my finisher, which for the record is called a jingle all the way and is a variation on a tornado DDT. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm actually on vacation right now, so like, I, j- I gotta go. I just kind of wanted to do the video. Uh, Jeff, just want you know, love the podcast, love what you're doing, keep doing it, and I'll talk to you in December, buddy. Bye, everybody! How do I turn this thing off? Now, I believe this one actually well, might thanks, be a Storm. question thanks for me. checking in. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. Always love for James Stormist. Always love for the eggnog-themed professional wrestler. The number one eggnog-themed professional wrestler in this or any promotion or any territory worldwide. Always love for James Stormist. And also, we're really glad that we got clarification on what James Stormist's finisher is. And, like... What James Stormist, uh, the name of James Stormist's finisher is. Also, to the questions that it came in after James Stormer mentioned it, I believe he covered the jacket issue already. We already kind of discussed that, so uh, we're moving on. Um, let's see. Do I have any other questions to talk through? I might not. That actually might be the last question on my list. So unless anyone in the chat has a question, I might just knock this off, and we might just call this a... Uh, 
the end of the Talking Dog Christmas in July Summer Spectacular. I'm all open for questions. Uh, I've got another probably 15-20 minutes of recording in me. We want to throw in some more questions. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just tell you some interesting weird eggnog facts. Eggnog uh, actually has its origin story in, in England. In the 1700s, it's called uh, Nog. Uh, because it's an uh, it's a, an acronym for eggs, cream, ginnaman, alcohol, nutmeg, googer, not in that order because I don't know how to spell eggnog. But uh, nog actually has its origins, like I said, in England in the 18th century. Uh, it comes from the the act of nogging, which was the act of going door to door and sort of it's sort of like caroling, sort of like trick or treating. But the idea was that you would you would sing and then you would you would uh, because it's nog right like it's a it is a they 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 it was an acrostic but they arranged it intentionally to spell nog like noggin. You would wear sort of a sort of a bowl hat and people would dump eggnog out of the their windows and it would land in your hat. You would take the hat home. You would drink from the hat. Nog noggin eggnog. Now you know the rest of the story. Kate Nix asks, which of my songs do you think pairs best with drinking eggnog? It's cheating to say the generic winter holiday theme featuring Jeff Stormer. Available on Bandcamp. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna throw in, I'm thinking this through. It's probably... It feels a little easy to go with the song, to go with the song that I'm thinking of, but sometimes easy just means that it's the right song. I'm gonna go with the song Partner in Crime. I think it's the right song. It's a song about love. It's a song about companionship. It's a song about finding the one just like I found the one in my life, which is eggnog. Cheers to you. What's your preferred alcohol to pair with nog? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. This is maybe the most controversial and most high-stakes question that we have ever answered on Talking Nog. People have strong opinions. People have strong takes. We're going to dig into this. Here we go. A lot of strong preferences. A lot of people say tequila. As we talked about before, that sweet and salty pairing is going to create a really nice flavor contrast, and it's really got to kind of cut the sweetness that comes from the that comes from the googer, that comes from the green. Uh, that's a really interesting. That's a really interesting one. I don't know if it's for me. Um, I like it. I've tried it. It's good. It's just not, it's not my preference. It's a little bit, not quite as, uh, it's, it, it's, 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 it's novel, but I, it's not, it's not my favorite, right? Like it's not my, it's not my, it's not my gem. Um, there's a lot of people who love rum, both plain rum, which is, which people really love because it gives them the option to add their own spice as well as spiced rum, which kind of already complements that. I've had some truly wonderful eggnog that came with, a. Uh, I've had some truly wonderful eggnog made with like a Cuban dark rum that was the spice profile on it was simply unbelievable, was simply like next level. It was astounding. It was delicious. It was wonderful. It changed my life. <sighs> Heavy and strong to a point where I don't feel like it's my it's my go to right. Like the thing about having about your favorite is that it's the one that you're going to come back to again and again and again and again. And, and, and the, and the rums, they're sweet. They're a nice dessert, but I'm not coming back to them. The answer to the question, uh, we can also talk about whiskey. Whiskey is great for a lot of the same reasons as like a rum, especially if you get like a cinnamon whiskey, especially if you get, uh, like a, like a fireball, that's going to be a really lovely, that's going to be a really lovely, uh, uh, pairing. But 
a little sweet. I'm also like not the hugest fan of whiskey to begin with. I think it kind of creates eggnog that's a little one note. My answer is pretty much always going to be bourbon. And the reason is that bourbon's natural flavors are going to like, are going to so perfectly sort of pair with it that frankly, like I'm drinking right now a, a bourbon eggnog that uh, producer of the show, Jen Frank has made that uh, really doesn't have any spice in it. It's got no cinnamon, no nutmeg. And frankly, I really can't tell. Like, it, it's flavored perfectly with with the sort of all-natural spiciness that comes from the bourbon. But it's also not overpowering in the way that, like, a really strongly spiced rum would be. Like, it's not, it's not punching me in the face, but it's giving me that same spiciness. I think my flavorite is actually going to be, going to be uh, bourbon-based. But I'm also going to say, as a nog expert that has drank about every kind of eggnog under the sun, frankly... Can't go wrong with it. There is no alcohol that you're going to try that I'm going to look at and go, that's not the one. That's not, that's not, that's not a good pairing for this. <sighs> Whatever's going to make you happy. Whatever alcohol. And, you know, I've also had non-alcoholic eggnog that is some of the best eggnog that I've ever had. I realize that there are people who, for a myriad of valid and good reasons, don't drink. And I don't want to exclude them from the eggnog experience. I've had non-alcoholic eggnogs that are quite, fr uh, quite frankly, incredibly good you know i've had i've had some some store-bought ones that are lovely i've had some i've had some homemade non-alcoholic eggnog that was lovely and i've also had you know i've i've had vegan eggnog that was okay i have not yet had truly amazing vegan eggnog i know some friends of the show i know some certified nog heads like liz in the chat have created some supposedly truly outstanding vegan eggnogs, and I want nothing more than to try them. Liz, you got to hit me up. you got to make me some of that uh, that vegan eggnog that you've made. I want to try it. I want to experience it. But I have not yet experienced the exact right vegan eggnog. I'm sure it's out there. The ones that I've tried, they come off a little watery. They don't have the same thick texture. I want to try it. I want to find it, and I want to I want to truly embrace the whole... I want the whole world to be able to enjoy the joys of eggnog. Mmm. Damn, I love eggnog. Damn, I love... We got Rob Eberzato in the chat. You almost missed out. You missed a lot of good questions. You missed the James Stormer cameo. You missed the James Stormist cameo. But don't worry, my friend. For you, for my good friend Rob, for my good friend Sarah, who could not be watching tonight but has a question that we answered earlier, we are going to put this on YouTube. This is going to exist in the world because I want you all to experience the joys of the Talking Nog Christmas in July Summer Spectacular. We got a couple more questions in the chat before we wrap up. Uh, let me scroll back up and find them. We've got some questions from uh, from Guy Phillips. We've got, what is Jen's favorite holiday drink? And if it's not eggnog, is that why you've banned her from appearing on screen and stolen her jacket? It's my jacket. It's not my jacket. It's James Stormist's jacket. He was very clear about whose jacket it was. There's no question. If it looks like a jacket that someone else owns, that's because there are two separate and distinct jackets. There's James Stormus' jacket, and then there's maybe also someone else's jacket. They're different jackets. Stop asking about the jackets. <sighs> Kate Nix asks, does ice shape matter when serving eggnog? Personally, no. I mean, personally, like, I'm not an ice person in my eggnog. I prefer just to drink it already chilled. I prefer to just... Put it in the in the freezer and like let it chill and then just pour it cold. But like I don't feel like ice is gonna make a huge difference. I'm not an ice scientist. I am not a lawyer. You know, don't 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 quote me about that. 
But I believe that, like, if you are, if you're chilling it with ice, I think that you're probably better off just, like, getting a really nice frosty glass, putting a, putting a glass mug, dipping it in a little water, putting it in the freezer, letting it freeze over, you know, putting your eggnog in that. Like, I think it's one of those drinks that, like, you're not going to want to put, necessarily put an ice cube in. Fiddy and the Cobra asks, eggnog on a pole match, who is the fictional character battling James Stormist for the title? <sighs> Honestly, if I can pull from time and space... There's nobody that I think James Stormist wants to fight more than Santa Claus, the anti-Santa. I think that Santa Claus is the ultimate opponent for James Stormist. I think it's tragic that from time and space differences, they were not able to come up in the same territories. And I think that all of us as wrestling fans missed out by not getting to see James Stormist versus Santa Claus on an eggnog on a pole match. It's just, it's, it's just tragic. Uh, Guy Phillips asks, does it matter if you use eggs from other animals? What's alligator nog going to be like? Frankly, frankly, let me tell you this. I think every egg can make a good eggnog. Might taste a little different. Might be a little bit textured. Might be a different, might be a different experience. Don't think you're going to find an egg that makes a bad nog. I think it's just going to be delightful. I think it's just going to be delightful. Uh, we've got some great discord. We got some great ice discourse uh, in the in the chat. We've got uh, Eleanor Ann says, "I think large ice cubes uh, are what people put in for alcohol so that it melts slower because you don't want watery nog." That's kind of exactly where I'm at. I'm thinking like one of those large balls, like the the ice cube ball. You know, the one that's like a, like a big orb. I think just one of those. Like we pour the eggnog over it. Uh, it's gonna be the best. I'm gonna pull up a picture of Santa Claus because uh, I need. Now I believe this one actually. I need, I need it seen who Santa Claus is. Uh, it's important, it's important that we all address the existence of Santa Claus. Give me one second to pull this photo up, drop this in my photo. Uh, for the people listening to the podcast, go, go, go ahead and Google the name Santa Claus. It's really, it's gonna be worth your time. We're gonna, uh, talk about this. So, uh, here we go. Pulling this up just so we can all appreciate this is Santa Claus? Uh, Santa Claus is the anti-Santa. Santa Claus hates Christmas. Santa Claus wants to destroy Christmas. Uh, this is one of the funniest things that has ever happened in wrestling, and I really feel like... Tell me you don't want to see James Stormer wearing a jacket that is definitely his jacket and is no one else's jacket fighting the Zant. Tell me you don't want to see this guy fight James Stormist in an eggnog on a pole man. You can't because on some level you really do want to see this. I know this. I know this to be true. <sighs> I deleted the wrong thing because I got fired up thinking about Santa Claus. <laughs> Uh, what do we got? Anything else? What do we got? Anything else? We got some, we got some people voicing some pro-ice opinions in the chat. I am really glad that I was able to start a conversation today. I'm glad that we were able to kind of kick something off here. I'm really glad. Uh, cause I think that, you know, it's important that, that it's important that eggnogging as an art form that we, that we engage in this discourse. I know a lot of people are, look at the discourse and they think it's exhausting. They think it's just eggnog and we should be enjoying it. And they think that, frankly, we spend too much time making up these little tiny arguments in our insular little spaces. And then and then expressing those insular little spaces and disagreements as objective truths, creating this algorithmically fueled hellhole of, like, constantly pulling out our knives and needling at each other. 
Uh, to which I would say, if you think that you're wrong, boom, got him, done. Uh, let's see what else we've got in the chat. Jen's favorite holiday drink is also eggnog. Uh, I didn't answer the question of what Jen's favorite holiday drink is. It is, in fact, also also eggnog. Uh, we like eggnog together. We make eggnog together. It's the thing that we both drink. Uh, hey, Jen does like it in coffee, I believe. Or maybe she hasn't had it in coffee. I think that she does. I know she likes coffee. She'll probably like it in eggnog. I have, I don't know that she's tried it, but I feel like she'd like it. Jen, if you're listening to this, if you watch this later, if I talk to you about this later, answer this question. I'll address it on the December episode. Uh, let's see if we've got anything else. We've got Liz asks, I want egg, I want blended eggnog frappe. Would you freeze eggnog and blend or just use ice? That is a great question. We also have a question from Bill Heydrich uh, via email that says, Eggnog ice cream, make it, you coward. <sighs> I mean, eggnog, I mean, frappes are basically just milkshakes. I feel like if you want an eggnog frappe, you're probably better off just, like, committing to the milkshake. But, like, the truth is I'm probably going to... For authenticity, you're probably going to want to use ice, but I feel like the ideal experience is going to be making making a full-on milkshake. Like, I think it's just going to be the, the best possible outcome. I think it's going to be the best possible experience. <sighs> now then, friends, enemies, nogheads, evil twins, eggnog wrestlers, before I say what I was about to say, we got one more question from the chat that I do want to talk about. We, Eleanor Ann asks, is chocolate nog a thing that exists? Is that blasphemous? Actually, I've had it. Chocolate nog is delicious. Um, they make some, I've, I've had some really, truly wonderful ones. Uh, the company that makes the eggnog that we buy from the liquor store uh, makes, a, makes a chocolate variant that is uh, wonderful. Uh, frankly, chocolate and eggnog is like a can't miss pairing. So mixing them together was one of some of the best things that I've ever had. Uh, it's delicious. Can't recommend it enough. Love it. Drink it. Try it. If you like eggnog, you'll probably, if you like eggnog or, and you like chocolate, there's no, it is, it is a can't miss. Now then, back to what I was saying. Friends, enemies, evil twins, eggnog themed wrestlers, people in the chat who relentlessly refuse to believe that two people can own similar jackets. This nog glass of mine is running a little low. Which I believe means it's time to about call it on the Talking Nog Christmas in July Summer Spectacular. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for spending a balmy summer evening with me. I realize that it's a little bit unusual getting together in the summer. It's a little bit unusual doing this big holiday thing. I know that holidays can be exhausting for all of us. And I know that it can be easy to, to, to side-eye or to, to greet the sort of summer celebrations like this with sort of a little bit of suspicion but the truth is that i love the holidays and i love i love eggnog and i love spending time with the people that i care about even if it is via an eggnog themed podcast and so there was nothing that i wanted to do more than this and so i am extremely grateful that we all got to spend this time together and before i let you all go there's one thing that i gotta do and that is i'm gonna raise my glass to you my friends and say whether it is july or december Cheers, and happy Naga. It's good stuff. Goodbye, everybody.